Hey guys, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. Weekly podcast about book. Oh God! <laughs> One day, I swear to God, I'm gonna get this right on the first try. All right, Super Lit is a bi-weekly podcast about books pertaining to the LGBT community. And this week we have you hear me shifting it around. <laughs> this week we have a short story from the book called Meet Cute called Somewhere That's Green by Meredith Russo. Really cool thing about this story is that it's it's very how do I say this? It's very political and it's very topical for um, the trans community. So this book this book, wow. (laughs) This short story is about a young trans person who tries out for the school play and uh, in the background, if you will, of the story she is trying to be able to use the ladies' room, so the bathroom for the bathroom and locker rooms that she identifies with. So she, uh, Nia, the main character, identifies as a woman, and she wants to be able to use the ladies' locker room and the ladies' restrooms. Um, and you'll fig- you'll find out why later into the story. But Meet Cute is a compilation of short stories about love at first sight, if you will. A meet cute, which I didn't know is an actual phrase. Um, So, this story revolves around uh, two characters. The first character I mentioned before is Nia, and the secondary character is Lexi. So, this story is in third person, so it's it's pretty easy to read because you kind of get insight on what both characters are thinking, which is pretty cool. And, um, the story comes in like kind of (laughs) hot. So it starts off with Nia's friend, Lucian questioning why Nia isn't trying out for Audrey in the play, uh, little shop of horrors or pet shop of horrors. I always say pet shop of horrors, but I know it's little shop of horrors. Which is kind of cool for a school, like a high school, to be doing. So, if you know anything about Little Shop of Horrors, there's a song sung by Audrey called Somewhere That's Green. And uh, that's actually what this little short story is named after, which is kind of cute. But the story starts off with, like, Leah and Nushin, uh, Leah. <laughs> Leah and Nushin. Nia and Lucian talking about the school play and how... Nia feels as though that if she tried to take roles from quote-unquote real girls, the school would flip, like the students would flip out. So it's their conversation, and her father is watching 
the news, and the news goes into transgender student using the girls' bathroom at a local school, the TV blared, drawing Nia's attention across the room, where her dad sat with his feet on the coffee table. A crowd is gathered at City Hall to protest the school's district, the school district's decision. We've got Carlita Fernandez on the boo, Nia said. She cupped one hand around her mouth and threw board game pieces at the screen. Boo, change the damn channel. So, um, obviously, Nia is feeling, you know, a specific way about uh, hearing this. And her dad thinks that she's not taking it seriously, but Nia's just kind of nervous that the school's going to change their mind, and it's all because of Lexi. So the girl getting interviewed is Lexi. So she's getting interviewed, and she's, you know, talking about how she feels uncomfortable with a transgender student using the ladies' restroom and locker room. And it's kind of like that whole thing that happened with, like, I think it was Target, like a couple years ago. And it's just like a, a dumb argument that, in my opinion, people who have no idea what they're talking about started. But her father continues to watch the news. Um, and Lexi on the screen, like on the TV, brings up that um, it's unfair to biological girls, quote unquote, to let um, Nia use the women's room. And what is going to stop, you know, people who identify as men saying that they identify as women from coming in and using the bathrooms as well. And uh, the cool thing about this is, like, right off the bat, you see that Nia has a very supportive parent that's, like, very protective of Nia and is, you know, not the traditional story of it's, like, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I, I hope that dad isn't like a piece of crap and is like supportive of this young kid. And it turns out that he is, which is really cool. And he's like very, you know, protective and wants to make sure that, you know, Nia is comfortable at school, which is great. And so after that, it goes into a part like Lexi's first part. So Lexi Thompson is a classmate of Lucian's and had tried out for the school play. And she lands the role of Audrey, she finds out. And Lucian seems really hyped for her. So Lexi thinks that she's, like, getting, not a relationship, but, like, she thinks it's cool that this person's paying attention to her and is like, oh, I'm getting a friend. Like, And then Lucian invites Lexi out to the, like, play precast party. So, like, the play cast party, I should say. And... Lexi tries to defer and she's like, oh, there's going to be drinking there. Like, I I probably won't be allowed to go. And Lucian's like, no, like, the only people who drink are, like, the techies. And they usually do it before their parties. So, like, no one will be doing that. So you'll be fine. And Lexi's like, oh, wait, Nia's going to be there. Like, I, I, I can't go. And Lucian's like, have you even, like, had a conversation with Nia before? Like, have you actually spoken to this person? Lexi's like, no, no, I haven't. So it's kind of like, from what I see, is that Lexi is judging someone before getting to know them. And I think uh, we're all very capable of doing that. I think it's something that we all kind of do. But this is like kind of crappy because it's like, oh, I'm judging someone because they're a specific way and it's against my beliefs. And it's like, okay, well, that's, like, that's your business. You don't have to be a dick. 
And so she gets into the car with her mom and she, you know, explains to her mom, she's like, hey, I got, and, you know, I got accepted for this role for the school play. And her mom's so excited. She's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you're so well, you do so well in choir. You're going to kill this. And her mom's like, which, which show is it? And uh, Lexi explains, she's like, oh, it's Little Shop of Horrors. And her mom's like, I'd prefer to be Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, but, you know, this isn't too bad. Like, it could be worse. And so, the like, a couple pages in, so it's, I think it's, like, four at this point, it's, like, a maybe, like, 20, 25-page story at most. The part that I highlighted was... Uh, in Lexi's part. The name Nia Robinson was there in black ink, plain as day, but her mind was having trouble latching onto it. She hadn't known Nia was auditioning. It hadn't even occurred to her that a transgender would want to be in a musical, though now that she thought about it, she felt a little reflexive wave of embarrassment because obviously they were people, right? So I read that and I was like, oh my God, that was disgusting. Like, it, it felt almost sarcastic, but not at the same time. Like, oh, of course they're people, right? But I'm reading it. It sounds like she's like, oh, that was dumb to think. Like, why did I think that? But at the same time, we don't know too much about Lexi at the moment. We just know that she was on the TV talking about how she feels uncomfortable around Nia. And we find out that she's never had a conversation with Nia. And it's just so weird to read that. And be like, this is a love at first sight story? Like, and the only two characters are Lexi and Nia? Like, what's going to tra- like transgress in the next couple of pages? Because right now, I, like, don't want Nia anywhere near Lexi. And we're literally, I think, like, six pages in, and I, I don't like Lexi at all. But at the same time, it, so- it sounds like she has her own thought processes. So... It's not like she always thinks these really, like, bigoted thoughts, and it sounds like she corrects herself, but at the same time, I'm, like, reading this, and I'm like, wow, she seems terrible. But anyway, we're having the conversation with the mom. Mom's like, I'm not too bothered by this, and she's, like, hoping that her mom's going to be like, oh, you can't go. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be drinking at this party, and... Her mom's like, oh, my God, you got invited to a party? This is amazing. You're going to make friends. Like, go and do it. Like, you get good grades. You're not a bad kid. Like, go ahead out. Enjoy yourself. Have fun with your friends. And uh, which is so funny, again, because it seems as though, like, these are two very, like, normal people. But in my world, because I'm reading this, And I'm like, oh, you're uncomfortable around transgender people? Well, I'm uncomfortable around you because you probably don't have a real reason why you're uncomfortable around transgender people because that fear has been taught to you. And, like, reading this, I'm like, wow, there's, like, two really, like, normal-ass people. Like, this is a normal-ass mom that's like, you know what? Go to that party. Enjoy yourself. Like, just, like, have a good time. And then I get to the part and... She's like, oh, mom, P.S., Nia's going to be there. And she's like, "Uh, just ignore Nia. And you see that the mom flinches when Nia's pronoun is used as she. 
and it like makes her uncomfortable. And then it goes into it goes into a part with Nia, and it starts off with Lucian saying like, "Please be nice to her." Like the, she seems like a nice girl. She seems like she has a social anxiety. And it like Nia's like, oh, I did realize like she's thinking that she's like, I did see that they were like talking to each other before. And obviously Lucian has other friends and it's probably because she's like a cute girl. And Lucian's like, no, it's not because she's a cute girl. I think that she's a lesbian and her mannerisms remind me of you like before you transitioned, before you came out. And uh, Nia's like, what are you talking about? Like, did she tell you she's gay? He's like, no, I just have a feeling that, like, maybe she's hiding something, like, th- that that's it. And around this time, too, you realize, you find out that Nia feels really uncomfortable in the men's, you know, locker room. And she's afraid that if she has to continue to use the men's locker room, or if she has to at all, she's not going to pass her gym class and she's not going to be able to go to college because she won't have the, enough credits. And Nia has put off all of these gym classes till now because she wanted to be able to do them when she felt more comfortable. And obviously if she's not able to do them, she's not going to be able to graduate with these credits and she's not going to be able to go to college. So this is really like what it boils down to is that, you know, Nia wants to be comfortable so she can do these classes and be the first one in her family to go to college. Nia also feels as though it's Lexi's fault that the school is reconsidering uh, supporting her because originally they supported her and were, you know, okay with Nia using the ladies' restrooms and locker rooms. And now because Lexi has brought this up, the school district is getting a lot of pressure and obviously Nia feels as though it's Lexi's fault and Lucian's like, no, someone else is pulling the strings. Like, it's not her. She's definitely not doing this because she wants to. She's doing it because her parents are making her do it. And I think that she's gay. So that's their conversation on the way down to the party. After the car conversation, it goes into Lexi arriving to the party very, very early (laughs) because she didn't realize that the farm was in a different time zone. So I honestly, I'm reading this and I'm like, where the fuck are they? (laughs) So... Just to let you know if it says which state they're in, I definitely didn't see that. But she arrives super early to the party and decides to look at some fashion blogs. And in this part, um, Lexi admits that she's not so much into the actual fashion, but the girls. And she blogs and, like, reads fashion blogs because she thinks her parents won't be able to figure out that she's gay if she's reading, if she's like looking at these fashion blogs, it'll just make it look like she's interested in clothing and fashion, which is um, kind of smart, but uh, I guess it's like when you're (laughs) a little gay boy and you're looking at the underwear models in Macy's and thinking, oh, I'm just looking for underwear. Mom and dad won't realize I'm looking at half-naked, you know, men. (laughs) And while she's there... The guy who's hosting the party, Vaughn, come, he was previously like kind of napping in a hammock, comes up to the window when she's like not paying attention and knocks on it and it scares her. And they go into the woods and look for firewood. And while they're doing that, Vaughn is like, are you dating Lucian or like into him? She's like, what? No, like we're just friends. 
He's like, okay, I think Lucian is actually into that Nia girl anyway. And he refers to Nia as the transgender. And I just like, these kids keep referring to people as the transgender. And I'm like, can we use people's names? Like, what's going on, y'all? So while they're getting the firewood, um, that's happening. And Lexi starts feeling confused because she's like, if Lucian is, you know, that close to Nia that people are confusing them to be for being like partners, then why is he being so nice to me? Like, I just don't understand it. And it fast forwards a little bit um, to the actual party. So the party's underway and Nia's having a conversation with Audrey 2's puppeteer and Lucian comes up to her and is like staring at her and she's like, okay, I'm sorry. My son clearly needs to have a word with me. What can I help you with child? And Lucian and Nia's relationship was really funny and it's very established, which is weird because it's a short story, but their, you know, mannerisms seem like real. So I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is actually like a pretty like good writing style. And it's like quite easy to read and I like the characters together. They work well. And so Lucian's like, I have proof that Lexi is gay. And Nia's like what are you talking about? And Lucian's like, look, she's talking to Vaughn, who's like, you know, pretty like average or like hot or whatever. And he is like, are you sure you're not gay, dude? Like, cause you're like checking a dude out right now. And he's like, no, I'm able to like look at a dude and be like, yeah, I can see why people think you're attractive. But Vaughn is talking to her and she's just like nodding and, like, not really responding. And there are two girls around them that are, like, looking back every so often. And they seem upset that, like, Vaughn's not paying attention to them. And they keep, like, shooting Lexi dirty looks. And Lucian's like, yeah, like, why wouldn't she be, like, talking to him if she was, like, not gay? Like, if she's if she's straight, why wouldn't she be talking to him? Which I think is a really faulty idea because, like... I can talk to gay men and have a gla- like glazed look in my eye and like not want to bang them. Like that's possible. But for the sake of the story, it works because it goes right into like Nia getting up and going up to Lexi and being like, we need to talk. And she's like, uh, okay. And that's kind of how Nia's part ends. It's like back and forth between them. And Right at the beginning of Lexi's part, Lexi admits that, like, Nia is really beautiful up close and looks like this one transgender model. And she's, like, questioning. She's like, I wonder if Nia knows that, like, she looks like this person. Maybe, like, that's the look she's going for. Maybe that's just, like, how she looks. Which is kind of funny that she's, like, that focused on this model. That she's like, oh, I wonder if... Nia knows that she's, like, replicating her look. So they're talking in the woods, and Nia comes in, like, pretty hot, and she asks about the interview thing, like, pretty, like, pretty offhand. She's like, yeah, so I saw you on the news. And Lexi's like, yeah, um... And she seems, like, really caught off guard, like, her anxiety is acting up. And... Nia's like, so that didn't bother you that I saw you on the news, that you were, like, sitting there talking about me and, you know, basically changing the way that the school is going to feel about me. 
And Lexi is like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it bothered me. I just don't have anything against you. I think you really are, girls. Just what's to stop boys from saying they're not like you and coming in? And Nia's like, yeah, believe it or not, I actually do know how scary it is to, like, have a man come in and, like, invade your personal space. Like, I get it. So, uh, weird, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, literally, she literally goes, Believe it or not, I do actually know how scary the idea of sharing a locker room with a guy is. Weird, right? And Lexi's trying to, like, talk, and Nia's continuing to go. And she's like, yeah, you haven't thought of it that way, have you? And Lexi's like, um, I have... And Nia cuts her off. And she's like, no, of course you haven't. Your theoretical problem is much more important than my real current problem. And... Lexi's like, well, I could, like, talk to the school and we can, like, figure out a way to, like, keep you safe and, like, able to, you know, do this thing. And Nia's like, no, I have to be able to do this so I don't, like, my grades don't suffer. Like, I'm going to be the first one to go to college in my family. And if I don't finish my gym classes because of the locker room situation, I won't be able to go to college. And Lexi's, like, feeling really bad. She's like, oh, my God, like, I... I really, I really feel terrible. Like, I wish there was something I could do. And like, I want to understand. I want to understand how you feel. Like, I, I want to work on this. Like, you should, you can like help me understand. I would like it if you help me to understand. And Nia's like, really? Lexi's like, yeah, I, I would like to think that I can understand more than you give me credit for. So as they're talking, Nia admits that, like, she wanted to hate Lexi more. And she, like, flat out says to her, she's like, so you're gay, right? And Lexi is like, she, like, doesn't hear it at first. She's like, I would love to talk about, wait, what? And Nia's like, you heard me. And and Lexi's like, what what makes you think that I'm gay? And Nia's like, that's, if you were straight, you would have just said, no, I'm not gay. And Lexi's like, I don't, uh, uh, and she like kind of starts freaking out and crying. And so Lexi begins to sob and she's like kind of upset from the questioning and Nia pulls her into a hug and she's like, it's a cool, like, don't worry. Like I did a lot of stupid shit before I came out, like, don't worry about it. And I guess because of the way that they're hugging, like, Nia, Nia's cheek is, like, rubbing Lexi's cheek. And Lexi's like, oh, my God, it's so soft. Like, her skin feels like a girl. Like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, I feel like I'm touching a woman. And, because <laughs> she is. And that's kind of like a, it's so strange, I think, because I think if I was, like, confronting a homophobe, that I realized was gay and I like confronted them and this situation was happening. I don't know how I would react. And this girl is like being like, there's like some transphobic bullshit going on. And like, she's confronting the person doing it to her and realizing that like this person has their own problems and is like comforting them and being like, it's okay. Like everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And it's just like, being so much like the bigger person and they're talking about it. And it's like, yeah, I want to like, I want to help you through this. Nia's like, I'm going to help you through this. Lexi's like, you'll, you'll help me through this. Like you'd really do that. 
It's like, yeah, of course. And as they're talking, Nia realizes that she has a missed text message from her dad. And this weekend was the weekend they, the school district was going to figure out what was going on with Nia. And it seems as though the school district has sided with Lexi. And more so Lexi's parents, if you will. So this makes Nia kind of spiral a little bit. So Lexi's like trying to fix it. And she's like, I can talk to my parents. Like I can talk to the school. And Nia's like, don't touch me. Get away from me. So they split up for a second. And Nia (laughs) goes and takes a shot with the theater geeks with Lucian. Because obviously like something really horrible just happened and they're at a party. So duh. And after they take the shot, Lexi comes up to them and is like, let me just like, can you just record something like for me? Like, I promise this will help. Lucian's like, no, we'll talk to you Monday. Get away from us. And like, and Nia is like, wait, let me hear you out. Cause she knows what's going on. And they just had a moment. And Nia takes the phone and is recording Lexi coming out and saying, like, hey, listen, to everyone at the party, mind you. They, like, quiet the party, and Lexi's talking, and Nia's recording it. She's like, hey, everyone, I just want to let you know that I don't actually stand by what I said. Like, I don't believe that. I think that Nia is a person, and she should be able to use the bathroom locker room that she identifies with. And I don't think like this, and I should be more supportive because I'm gay and everyone is quiet and Nia stops recording it and they're like sitting together and we're like right at the end of the story at this point and Nia's like holy shit you did that like that's the thing and Lexi's uploading all of this to social media she sends it to the news station that she had done the interview with and she starts getting a lot of dings on her phone and She's like, I feel like I should be freaking out right now, but, like, I'm not. And Nia... Okay, so we're at the end. So, normally, on Superlit, we don't do full-blown readings all the way to the end. We don't, like, do that. But because they're short stories and they're, like, really, like, 20 pages long, we do it for the short stories. (laughs) We do it for the gram. So it ends with them kissing. So Nia reaches out and... She, like, cuts off Lexi before she can finish her thought process and kisses her. And the whole crowd, there's, like, an applause, which is so cool. But there's a lot of information in this short story. And there's, a like, a, a really good world built into this. So the, the three short stories that I've read in this Meet Cute book have all been really good at building worlds very well in a very small frame. So this was I think the short the short story was built really well. The characters are really flushed out. And I I actually kind of like want to know more. Like I want to know what happens with Lexi and I want to know what happens with Nia. Like does the school go back on, you know, their decision? Do they figure something out? Like what happens with them? So like I'm the three that I've read, I actually want more. And it is really cool because I would be very into reading more from this author. The author's name again is Meredith Russo. I tried finding her on Twitter and I think I did, but sometimes with like authors I don't know anything about, I'm like, oh, what if this isn't the right person? 
But Meredith Russo has some other books as well. And I think the majority of the people in this uh, compilation book all have other stories. But I really liked Meredith's. Like, there's a lot of language in here that, like, I don't appreciate. Because I don't like when people refer to someone as something. Like, if someone's talking about me, they're like, oh, the gay. Like, I don't, excuse me? Like, I don't want you talking about me like that. Um, There's more to me than just that. And I have an actual name. So it's interesting that these young kids are speaking like that. And it seems like a lot of them are sheltered, but at the same time, they're accepting of people. Like, Nia doesn't have a huge problem at school being an open transgender student, but she wants to be, like, you know, protected and treated like a normal student because she is. And it's interesting that in, you know, it starts on page 106 and ends on uh, 131, that in just that amount of pages, like, a full story is made, and I would love to see this in, like, a real book, or even to see, like, a short little, like, indie, like, film made out of it. Just, like, a, maybe a 15-minute movie. I don't know. Like, it, it seems like such a cool idea. And I, I'm really glad I picked this book up. I literally picked it up on a whim because the cover on it, I'm not kidding, guys. I go into the bookstore all the time and pick things up just because of the way they look. That's how, I think that's how I picked up um, Radio Silence, which is actually a book by uh, a comic Arthur, like artist that I'm reading. So I didn't realize they were the same person. I just thought it was a coincidence. And it turns out that this comic that I'm reading, the author made a book. Um, so like, I, I'm probably going to read that to you guys as well, but I really think that because it's, and it's the cool thing about this book. It's not just LGBT stories. There's a lot of other stories in here. And I think anyone would like this book. It's, it's pretty cute (laughs) not to use the title of the book in there, but I think anyone would have a really good time reading this. And I really liked Meredith Russo's, uh, writing style. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys this week. My name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit.